everyone and welcome to the story escape i hope everyone is doing good fantastic wonderful and yeah i hope you guys have been doing good in the past week since we last talked lol anyways (laughs) but yeah no um i'm glad to take some time off and do this podcast it's getting very hectic especially with the holidays around so yeah We have family over this week, and then we will have family over again next week for Thanksgiving. So, yeah, so it's good that I have time for you guys now. So, for last week, we talked about responsibility, and I hope you guys enjoyed that podcast. This week, we're going to talk about love, love, love. (laughs) Yeah, so we're going to talk about love. But focusing, we're focusing on questions that focus on love, and we're going to do some books. I know I couldn't do some songs and stuff, but I think we can do that for another time, you know, like top 10 songs or something. So, yeah. So, we're going to start off, you know, with some questions, you know, the flow. I ask the question, I answer it, you guys can answer with me, especially on Instagram, which I will give at the end of the podcast, like usual, so we're gonna start off with how, like, does love die, do you guys think love dies, or is it ever truly there to begin with, so, I don't know about the whole dying situation, like, like, if you truly love someone, it's just there, but I know from, like, past experiences not within myself but with some of my friends people do just start like falling out of love instead of falling in love and I just think that's very interesting because I just don't see myself ever doing that and like I feel like I'm just the type of person that like once you love someone you're like in for it you're just always gonna be there for them and stuff so it's just kind of a hard situation but like to me, like, you know how that one questions, like, oh, is love a choice? I think it is, because you choose to love that person, and if you don't choose to love that person, then you don't want to be with them. That's just my opinion. So, like, when you choose not to love them, I guess that's when you decide if your love dies, because it, it just makes sense, you know? Um, but, like, is it ever truly there to begin with in the first place? So, with this one, you see, I don't think it's there to begin with. Like, yeah, sure. You start talking to someone, you get to know them, so on and so on. But, like, you're not going to love someone just by, you know, being in the talking stage. Because what is that? <laughs> Like, that's just weird. Like, you barely know the person. You're just getting to know them. And you, you're you deciding that you love them already. Like, what? I mean, I'm not talking about celebrities here. Because I'm sorry. Like, I do love my celebrities. I love One Direction, you know. They don't know me. I don't know them. But hello. <laughs> but, like, no. Like, you're not going to be in a talking stage with someone and decide you love them. Like, what is that? No, you get in a relationship with someone, and that's when you decide you love them or not, eventually. You know, once you know, you know. 
and it's just kind of funny because you know it's just kind of this whole love situation is just very hard to explain you know love is hard it really is it's a very like tough topic of conversation because people have so many opinions on it but once you know you know and it can be like because it like celebrities, for example, I'm going to say like Demi Lovato and Wilmer. They were together for literally like six, seven years, never got engaged, never got married or anything. And then they broke up and decided they want to be friends. So Wilmer gets engaged to someone else. That's how you know, like once you know, you know. Because you're not going to. I don't know, like, if it's, like, six years, and my man still don't put a ring on it, like, what are you doing? I don't want you anymore. I don't know. To me, it's just, just like, that's too long. Like, how are you going to wait six years and still not propose or anything? It's just crazy. And, like, oh, my God, I remember someone in my high school came in to talk for, like, one of the colleges in Pennsylvania, I don't remember which one it was, it was like, it wasn't like a university, it, was, it wasn't like a huge college, but he was t- coming in to talk to us about it, you know, and he was introducing himself, and he was saying that he had a ki- he has a kid and a girlfriend, and blah, 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 and then this man says he's been with this girl for like, almost 10 years and has a kid with her and he still didn't put a ring on it and he knew we were going to ask him like ma'am why don't you put a ring on it because he was like I know I should put a ring on it (laughs) but yeah to me that's just so crazy like when people are in such long relationships and they still don't propose it to me just it just makes me feel like you don't actually want to like you actually don't really see a future with that person if you still haven't proposed to them because, you know, you're not going to propose, you're not going to propose to someone if you don't see a future with them, but they're just being in a relationship, because I think they are too scared to be alone, that's just my opinion, obviously, like, every couple was with a friend, and if they talked about it and stuff, and they want to wait that long, fine, but to me, that's just, like, a long time, without a proposal but yeah and I understand like if you're still in college and still learning because I'm still in college I mean I haven't been with my boyfriend for that long either but we're almost like three years in next year we're gonna have three years like in March so we're almost three years together you know we're not ready for it we've talked about it though but we want to wait till like we're financially stable and all that stuff so we're just taking things slow, and I understand, like, some people probably are waiting that long because we're taking things slow, but, yeah, that's just very crazy to me, <laughs> so that's, like, why I say, like, it's basically, like, if love dies or not, because to me, like, you're in a relationship for a very long time, you don't propose, you don't plan on marrying this person. I know some people just don't like the idea of marriage, though. So, like, I understand that. Because once marriage comes into the picture, sometimes, like, relationships just become harder. And I know people that, like, they get married, they divorce, but they stick with that person, 
because it's just easier to be like in a boyfriend girlfriend stage than in like a marriage stage because as married couple you have more responsibilities financially with houses and stuff you know and I understand that because I (laughs) it's actually those people that aren't married but were like they were married but are divorced and still with each other are sometimes like the actual happiest people you know that you can meet because like and they have really good relationship advice because they just like they're just happier that way and it just sometimes makes sense because there's just less responsibility and more communication you know what I mean but yeah so the next question we're gonna focus on is can you learn to love This one, <laughs> so this one, I think, yeah, and I'm not saying, like, this is my situation, because it's not, because I really love my boyfriend, he's great, but there are some girls, and I, like, he's great, and I chose to be with him, you know, it's like the whole, like, Love is love is a choice. I chose to be with him. I chose to love him, and I'm choosing to love him because I do love him. You know, I see a future with him and with him only. But there's some crazy girls out there. <laughs> nah, not all of them are crazy, but there are some girls out there that sometimes, like I see this trend on TikTok too, and they're literally like. I just feel like a boy needs to like the girl more because it's just easier in the relationship and stuff. Like, I'm like, what? Because, like, they're saying, like, boys need to like the girl more for a relationship to work. And I'm just like, shouldn't it be equal, though? Like, y'all should like each other equally. And someone was like, yeah, because girls can learn to love and guys, guys can't. And I'm like, No. <laughs> I don't know, to me, it's, like, anyone can learn to love, like, sometimes you don't even expect falling in love with the person, and then you do, like, me and my boyfriend, like, it was so, like, out of nowhere, in my opinion, like, I literally just went through, like, a rough breakup when we started to, like, to know each other more, like, I've known him since, like, middle school, though, and we were, like, friends, but, like, I was going through a rough breakup when we started to get to to know each other more. And it was just so funny because he did start flirting, like, almost right away. And I was just like, boy, you need to calm down because I don't know how to react. <laughs> but, no, like, a couple months later, like, I was just comfortable enough, you know, to be with him. And it was honestly, like, the happiest decision ever because I couldn't be happier than how I am right now because of him he really always does put a smile on my face <laughs> well yeah so like to me it's just like what like I don't know I think uh you guys should choose to love each other equally and choose to be with each other equally because a relationship doesn't work if nothing is equal obviously there are some days where you know maybe one person's at like 75 percent and the other person's like having a bad day and that's when you have to be the 75 percent 
Wait, hold on, my math's wrong. <laughs> Anyways, what I was saying was that one day, someone's probably having a bad day, and they're at their 25%, and then the next person, their partner, significant other, is like a 75%, and obviously, if you're in a better mood than the person that's having a bad day, obviously, you gotta, you gotta be there for them, and, you know, just like, give them the mental stability, that's when you put your 75% on their 25%, and together, you become that 100%, that's what I mean, like, you have to be equal, you know what I mean, it's not like 50-50, sometimes you will be 75, and the other person will be 25, or sometimes it will be 50-50, or sometimes it'll be 25%, and 75%, or, yeah, you know what I mean, I literally just said that percentage, I was trying to figure it out, (laughs) but yeah, like, that's what makes it 50-50, if, like, the relationship 50-50, it's not like, oh, like, you pay half, and he pays half, or sometimes it is that, but sometimes, to, to me, it's more about, like, being there for each other, you know what I mean, that's just my opinion, though, like, obviously, some other people prefer to do things financially, obviously, when I get my own place with him, and we do live together, obviously, there will be, like, more financial, like, equality and stuff, but right now, it's more, like, about, to me, it's more about, like, mentally, because, you know, we don't really go out much, especially with the whole pandemic that's going out right now, going on right now, so we don't really go out much in the first place, so, like, the whole, like, financial thing just, it's, like, kind of, what, and, like, also, like, our jobs are just so different, so, like, he'll know and I'll know, like, when one of us is struggling, and we just help each other out, but, yeah, like, it's just crazy out here in the, during the pandemic, so, like, right now, you know, like, some people, like, in the pandemic, you're home, and when you're home, you're just kind of stuck with your thoughts, and you overthink things, and all that stuff, and my boyfriend understands that sometimes I really do overthink a lot, and when I tell him, he does anything that he can to, you know, make sure my mental stability is back together, and that my focus is back together, and all that, so, yeah, that's, to me, that's what a relationship is, it's working together to make each other one, that's what it is for me, um, yeah, love in general, too, like, there's no love if you're just making, putting all your weight on one person, like, that's just gonna make them, like, not even want to be in the relationship in the first place, because how are you gonna put all your problems on that person, like, yeah, you can tell them your problems, and they can try to solve it with you, but the fact that you put all your problems to, for them to solve, only them to solve, like, not even, like, equally in a relationship together solving, it's just kind of messed up to me, like, I don't know how people do that, like, that's just not fair, but yeah, it's like that song, 
by Julia Michaels. I think it's Julia Michaels, where she's like, I got issues. You got to. And she's saying, all my problems are your problems. Hey, hey, no. I mean, obviously, like, they kind of are because you help them solve them. But, (laughs) yeah, as long as you're not putting them all on their shoulders because that's just messed up. Anyways, so then we're going to talk about love versus lust because I think a lot of people get this confused a lot a lot a lot a lot and I know people that get this confused a lot a lot a lot because they say that they love them but I know you don't love them you barely know the person you lust them like you want other stuff with them not love (laughs) so yeah love to me is like something you know love is when you put your put them before yourself love is when you see a future with them and you want a future with them and you want to get married and have kids and all that stuff you know and you would do anything for them you put your life at risk just for them that's what love is for me because it's not just like boyfriend girlfriend thing it's also family and friends you know so that's what love is but lust, on the other hand, that's when you want a little freaky freak freak with them. <laughs> that's what lust is. You don't really want that. I'm going to put my life before you, before your shit. Hell no. Lust is when you want to get down and dirty with them in the bedroom. Trust me, there's a difference. <laughs> because I, I, I used to have a friend where... She would say she loved the guy, and it's just like, you barely know this guy, you don't love him. She lusted him because all she did was be in bed with him. There was no love whatsoever. She, He was tricking her to think that she loved him, and that's the problem with all that sexy stuff. You trick, most of the guys do, tr- most guys, I'm not saying all of them, but most guys and girls. Because not just a one-way thing. Trick the other person into loving them. Because they, you think that just because you're doing this stuff with them, you're giving them love. No, I think sex is very, like, it's a very deep connection to me. Obviously, not some other people don't think this, you know, but it's just to me it is. Each person is different, you know. But to me, it is. Like, I haven't had... I don't have it unless I'm in a relationship. And, like, for real, like, if... I I just never see myself doing it if I'm out of a relationship. That's just, like, not me. Obviously, other people do it. There's nothing wrong with that, but it's just not me. Because I think it's a very... Like, it's, it's like a spiritual connection. And it's like you're exchanging vibes together, if that makes sense. And I feel like that's why people confuse love and lust together. Because some people, like, you know, they start talking, you know, they they start to catch feelings together. But then they give themselves away and have sex with someone. And that someone thinks... That just because you're doing it, it means that, oh, he must really, 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 really like me. Or they must really, really like me because it's not gender specific. 
But like, no, it does not mean that. Because a lot of people use sex just to use you and just to make themselves feel full. Because some people feel lonely and then they do it and they're like, I'm not alone if this person wants to do this for me. Like, what? No, that's not how it is, honey. No, 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 no. No. And then they just do it over and over and over again. And with different people. And they, they're they like, I can't find love and stuff. And I'm over here like, well, you can't find love because you're not giving them the chance to give you to take you seriously you know like if you don't want a relationship it's fine go crazy go stupid you know what I mean but if you want someone to take you seriously why don't you act like someone that would be taken seriously that's just my opinion you know that's just what I think because then you do get love and less confused because you think that sex is something serious, which is which it is. It is something serious. And because you think it's something serious, you think you're about to have something serious. But that other person does not think it's serious. So they don't want anything like relationship like. And that's just the part that sucks because I know people that want a relationship, but they just, you know they don't take themselves or other people serious and it just never works out that's just my opinion so that's what like love you put yourself before someone and you know when you love someone because you would do anything for them like they need a kidney you would give them a motherfucking kidney so they don't motherfucking die because that's what love is you give a piece of yourself for them to survive you know but lust, like I said, you're not really risking yourself in them. You're just giving a little free, free home video type thing. <laughs> and people get it confused a lot. Because you, it just, and I understand why you get, you would get it confused. But yeah, that's just my opinion, you know? So, yeah, so I do, I don't think love doesn't die I think you like choose whether you want it to die or not but I don't think it truly ever dies like you're always gonna have a special love for someone obviously if they like f you over then they're done for but (laughs) yeah um and I definitely think that there's no love when you there's no love when you start obviously there's like obviously you gotta give them a chance you're not gonna hate them and give them a chance um but yeah there's definitely like a like there and there's there is a love when you first start because like I said there's no such thing as loving on your talking stage like that's just some psycho shit right there and then you can learn to love I definitely think you can learn to love because you choose if you want to love the person and I already said what I think about love and lust. Yeah. So I hope you guys like that conversation. And I hope you guys answer those questions on Instagram. 
with along with the stories because I post the questions on the story for you guys to answer and uh, but you know it's not over yet I have some book recommendations I have two here these are my two favorite romance books and I freaking love them (laughs) so the first one we're going to talk about is Field Notes on Love by Jennifer E. Smith now I'm gonna read the synopsis on the back. I'm gonna talk about the book a little bit if there is something to talk about, and I will read the book. You know the dealio. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> so the synopsis says one week and three thousand miles can change everything. Hugo Wilkinson has just been dumped, left with nothing but two cross-country train tickets for what was supposed to be the trip of a lifetime with his now ex-girlfriend. Even worse, the tickets are booked under her name, Margaret Gamble, non-transferable with no exceptions. Enter May, a girl who's trying to keep her life on track after being rejected from USC's film school. She She miraculously finds Hugo's ad for replacement Margaret Gamble her full name, and a certain is just the escape she needs, eager to leave the past behind. Hugo and May embark on an adventure across the country that's full of unexpected sparks. But when life outside the train catches up to them, can they find a way to keep their love from getting derailed? So that's the synopsis. I got this at Barnes & Nobles for $11, by the way. But this book was so cute, I couldn't stop reading it. Like, I was reading this really, really quick. It's a pretty short read. It's not that long. The chapters aren't that long either. But they're so cute. And I love the fact that, like, he put an ad out there to, like, find another Margaret Campbell. Like, I thought that was funny because he didn't want to waste the train tickets. He wanted to go to, because he's from England. And she's from New York. And he wanted to go to America to basically, like, find himself. Because he is, like, a sextuplet. If that's what they're called. Like, six of them born at once. Like, he's one of the the sextuplets. And they're, like, famous sextuplets in England. Because everyone, like, it was such a huge story that it happened. And, yeah, so... college comes around and he wants to go to America because he wants to like basically find who he really is so he wanted to use those train tickets but you know since it's under Margaret Campbell his ex he had to go put out an ad to find a Margaret Campbell and he finds May and you know like the synopsis says that May got rejected from film school so she was really really upset about it and her college would would have been on the way. It would have been like at the destination of the after the train trip, anyways, in California. And uh, the it's just so cute because on so they are on the train together for a week, and they basically get to know each other, and they slowly fall in love with each other. And while they're doing that, she makes a film for film school so she can reapply. And she, like, 
based 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 it. Oh my goodness, I can't talk. She based it on like love, and she asks a bunch of couples, not even just couples, like people in general, like, oh, what do you think about this? This. She asks them like really good personal questions, and slowly she realizes like what love means to her, and. Yeah, like, it just opens her eyes and it opens both his eyes. And they just slowly fall in love with each other. And I just think it's so cute. But, yeah. <laughs> I definitely recommend this book. I gave it, like, a 10 out of 10. I really loved it. It was so cute. And this is a young adult um, fiction. This next one, um, book number two, is an adult romance so, it's called Josh and Hazel's Guide to Not Dating by Christina Lauren. And I just need to point out that Christina Lauren is actually two people. Like, it's a pen name and it's two people. Like, I, I didn't know that until, like, after I read the book. <laughs> but, yeah. So, I got this at Barnes & Nobles for $16. Yeah. And it's not a hardcover. I don't really like hardcovers. I actually prefer the paperbacks because they're just easier to hold for me. And I don't have to worry about ruin them, ruining them that much. Because hardcovers are just so beautiful. Anyway. So the synopsis says, Just friends, just friends, just friends. If they repeat it enough, maybe it'll be true. And it starts with, Hazel Camille Bradford knows she's a lot to handle. And frankly, most men aren't up to that challenge. If her army of pets and thrill for the absurd that send that oh my goodness, let me start that all over. Oh my gosh, I can't read. <laughs> okay. Hazel Camille Bradford knows she's allowed to handle, and frankly, most men aren't up to that challenge. If her army of pets and thrill of the absurd don't send them running, her lack of filter means she'll ex- say exactly the wrong thing in a delicate moment. They're lost. She's a good soul and such of honest fun. Josh M has known Hazel since college, where her zany playfulness proved completely incompatible with his mellow restraint. From the first night they met, when she gracelessly told him she would be honored to give you sex tonight, to when she sent him an unintelligible email while in a post-surgical haze, Josh has always thought of Hazel more as a spectacle than a peer. But now, ten years later, and after a cheating girlfriend has turned his life upside down, going out with Hazel is a breath of fresh air. Not that Josh and Hazel dates at least not each other because setting each other up on progressively terrible double blind dates so they can hang out together means there's nothing between them, right? <laughs> oh my gosh. This is one of those other books. Like, I, same thing with um, Field Notes on Love. Like, I loved it. I read it so quick. Chapters are not that long either. But, yeah, so basically, yeah, they used to go to college together, and Josh definitely did not like Hazel, because she was just crazy wild. <laughs> she was just a very outgoing personality. But she becomes a teacher. I'm not going to lie, I forgot what his career was. But <laughs> but then um, she 
goes to a barbecue with one of her friends, and her friend is the one hosting it. And all of a sudden, Josh shows up, and she's like, oh, hey, Josh, like, they know each other. And, yeah, so it turns out that her friend's brother is Josh, and, like, what are the odds of that? So, yeah, like, um, I think it was Hazel's apartment. I think Hazel's apartment, like, flooded or something, so she had to, like, live with Josh for a little bit. And, like, they just kind of were, like, making fun of each other and stuff because, like, they're so alone. So they decided to set each other up on, like, blind dates. So Josh would pick someone for Hazel, and Hazel would pick someone for Josh. And while they go on these dates, they actually, like, end up kind of dating each other (laughs) slowly, little by little. They kind of end up dating each other because it's more like as if Josh and Hazel were on double date with whoever they took for them. But, yeah. So they slowly get to know each other, slowly fall in love, you know, they do a little freak of freak. And yeah, that's all I'm going to say without spoiling the rest. <laughs> but no, like, they just kind of basically get to know each other. But it's like a friends to benefits thing because they don't want to ruin their friendship. So they basically become really, really good friends that do a little freak of freak. <laughs> But that's all I can say without, like, spoiling too much, because I can go on and on and on. And I try not to spoil the books for, like, people that have not read them. But I give this book, like, an 11 out of 10, honestly. I literally loved this book so much. Because, like, adult romances, like, some of them, like, most of the time just, like, make me want to go to sleep. Like, I'd rather read, like, YA stuff, because that's, like, more cute and, like, more realistic, in my opinion. The the adult ones are just, like, mm-mm. Especially the ones that be based off, like, in the 1800s or whatever. Like, what is that Shakespearean time? <laughs> like, well, I know Shakespearean time was, like, the 1400s, guys. I'm just joking. But, yeah. I think. I don't want to sound stupid. <laughs> now I don't want to sound stupid. I don't know. But, no. Like, Josh and Hazel's Guide to Not Dating is honestly, like, one of my favorite books that I have read that's on my bookshelf it's so good and it's very very cute and it like it like gives you little butterflies in your stomach you're like oh that's so cute but yeah I hope you guys I hope you guys like this episode based on love and I hope you guys answered the questions so I'm gonna read the questions for you guys so you guys remember what they are obviously they're gonna be on Instagram posted on Instagram after a while but does love die or is it ever truly there to begin with? Can you learn to love? What's your opinion on love versus lust? And I want you guys to read these books and tell me what you think about them if you do read them because that'll be awesome. So I hope you guys like this episode on this week on the story escape. And yeah, answer the questions at the dot story dot escape on Instagram and I'll obviously talk to you guys later next week bye